everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? I am very relaxed. Mm. We've, we've taken a few weeks to, to collect our thoughts. Yeah. Drink some beer. Uh-huh. Also, drink some beer. Yeah. Um, I'm great, man. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. What are you drinking? I am drinking um, Side Squeeze from Gun Hill. It's a Grisette. Yeah, Grisette. Nice. Mm, I don't know what that means. It's a nice farmhouse ale, Saison, a, a lighter Saison. Oh. Yeah, that's very nice. I don't know. What are you drinking? I'm so relaxed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just going, yeah. I feel like an NPR host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delilah. Mm. Uh, I am drinking a. As most times of the week, I drink a New England-style IPA called Hip to the Lingo. And it is made with Amarillo, Eldorado, and Simcoe hops by Weldworks Brewing Company in Greeley, Colorado. Obviously from Weldworks. Yeah, that's a thing. And and it did look like there was lingo on the can. Yeah, it's got a hashtag. I don't know. It's a, it's a cool-looking uh, – it's like a funky can. I- I hear all the the kids are using these hashtags. Oh yeah, the kids love them hashtags. <laughs> and Garth Brooks. Uh, so uh, we're drinking. Our catchphrase today is from Thomas Edison. It's a Thomas Edison quote, which was submitted by Mason. Thank you, Mason, for our catchphrase today. And we're talking about. Oh man, we're talking about Ooh. the fire movement. Oh, no. Why is everything (laughs) on fire? Why does every brand on the internet have to be on fire? Because I think originally it was like entrepreneur on fire. And then it's like (laughs) now it's like F-I-E-R. Now it's an acronym. You know, and and like Laura and I, we we have this like awesome whole grain bread. It's called Dave's Bread. And it's like Dave's Bread on fire. It's not spicy? (laughs) No, no, it's I wish. That's insane. No, it's it's actually not a thing. I made that. Okay, I was gonna say. So there's, it should be. <laughs> should be. If you're gonna put something on fire, make it spicy, right? You know, that's why. You know, it, it's this catchy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some brilliant marketing person uh, came up with a way to bottle what the personal finance space has been doing since it existed. Yeah, and they bottled it up in what's called fire, and that stands mm-hmm. for. Financial independence, uh, retire early. Okay. Now I got, we have Diff- slightly different from early retirement. Yeah. It, how is it slightly different? No, it's, it's, it's not. exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so how do we – let's break down the acronym because – Okay. Uh, this is – look, I've been following Mr. Money Mustache for years. We've had him on the show like four years ago. I love his work. Yes. He, like he, big he is like king fire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet, yet I searched his site. He had not mentioned the word fire until 2018. And spoiler alert, he started his site before 2018. Yeah, a long, like a long time ago. <laughs> Years before, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely pro-financial independence, has always been, mm-hmm. and pro-retiring early. And I think whoever out And he did. I don't know who the person is who like grouped it all together in an acronym good on them because mm. now it's a now it's something cnn money can talk about right <laughs> right before they couldn't grasp the concept yeah they're like retire but... early uh, but now it's like fire it's like this cool thing <laughs> so let's talk about the first part financial independence 
Uh, I've heard this a lot. I don't. This is the first piece yeah. of the acronym that was born. And FI is, um, you know, when I think people or we have often said like, fuck you money. You know, it is having enough money and it's not like so that you could like quit and just roam the earth aimlessly, but enough so that you can make decisions based on what you want. So if your boss is like, you have to come in on Christmas, you can say, no, thank you. Go fuck yourself. Mm. Yes. No, thank you. Gently. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I have a recurring dream. I've had mm. this dream for probably the last, I don't know, six years, maybe, maybe, maybe longer. Um, where no 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 not six years I maybe let's say the last four years I have this dream where I I I do what I do like I own some university like I I have I'm I am uh, I don't have to work I don't have to work a traditional job and mm. but I'm always working at my old company which was this <laughs> old pool company and I work different parts so like sometimes in my dream I'm working at the retail front side of the store sometimes I'm working in the corporate side of the store or the corporate side of the business and. I always come to the realization in the dream that like I don't need to be here. <laughs> so I always like go, hey, I'm like working and my boss comes in. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working on it. And then I realize halfway through, I'm like, I don't I don't need this. Why am I here? And so I, I leave. I always – my the dream is I walk out. So then it was a good dream because I imagine the nightmare was like the door was locked from the outside <laughs> well, and you're, it, you're stuck. It kind of feels <laughs> like a bad dream actually because it's like mm. why am I, I – it's like a – it's my nightmare to go back to uh, like work like that, you know. So does that mean I have financial independence? Well, and so so actually, I think only you can answer that. I would uh, say that you have the re part taken care of. I do because, and, and we'll get we'll get to that. Okay. I think that you do. Right. Um, but do you think that uh, money is is that you're completely detached from? financial restrictions or your everything that you want or able no, to do no i don't feel that way but i don't think that that's exactly what it means either because like i can't go buy a helicopter right right but so i don't have you know, like pure fuck you money i don't have that, uh, okay that that's like extreme okay. wealth you know to be like i can't also i mean maybe i could but that'd be stupid yeah that'd be insane you know you could probably fi finance a helicopter like lease a helicopter. yeah I, I can't like I can't even buy a house. I don't have enough fuck you money to just like not even buy a house in cash, but to like. I mean, I guess I do. Oh, that's not true. It's just I, it's not the house that I want with my own taste, right? So mm. like, it, so yes, tech. Okay, I think I understand. So like, yes, I I do have. Like, Phi is the saving and investment aspect. It, it is like having this hoard of cash behind you. That is, it's almost like a, a proxy for confidence. Mm. You can. I certainly have more of that than I've ever had in my life. Yes, mm. uh, but you don't. But you don't feel that you have quite gotten to the point that you are untethered from. Like, no, because I the still decisions have to, you make are. I still have to. I feel like I still have to work, and I think mm -hmm. financial independence meaning means, in my in my opinion of it, um, is that you literally don't have to work, which I know is the retire early part. But mm. it's like I can choose to not work today. I can choose to buy this thing today and not and not feel like it's uh, – I guess it's like the freedom from budgeting. Yeah. OK. Or not even that you don't have to budget but that you know if, if you were more lax, it wouldn't tear down like a house of cards. Got it. 
You know, like you have some solid foundation and, and you are certainly, you know, maybe on floor one is complete of a three story house sure. that you're building. Right. So what? So then I don't now I'm like kind of confused. And what's the difference between financial independence and retiring early? They sound like the exact same thing. So I think in, in the most like on the nose fashion, uh-huh. retiring early is like, you know, you clap your hands, you go tell your boss you're done. Maybe tell him some other choice words that you've been thinking for a while. And then you go home and become your couch. <laughs> like you and your couch just meld I into look, one. And here's the thing. Like we're saying that I know that's not what the fire movement is all about. Right, I know that. But, but, but we're just trying to break down the the, the acronym. And, and so I think maybe more elegantly or the way I view it is it's the detachment of, of your time and, and your earnings, right? Like, so you said that you don't have to necessarily work, you know? Um, you certainly need to still bring in the money. Mm-hmm. You're not, like, done making money. Um, but, like, you can leave for a week and you're still making money and, you, and you're fine. But, and so I think but that's because I own my own business. It's not that I've retired from that business and literally don't have to work ever. I would, that money right? disappears. And if owning I stop. your own business is one path to early retirement it, it is also the path that i took well that's the thing I, um, what do you but that's what i don't understand because i think retiring the word retire is you you are retiring from an activity right mm. you are give you are you are letting go of having the obligation to do that activity and that is i don't know if that's the actual definition of the word but it feels like the right definition like when you retire to bed or when you like you're 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 giving up on the day you're you're right. whatever. Okay, so um you know, built list money matters, sure. blah blah blah, whole story and I quote unquote retired. And I I literally told the people at work, you know, at iHeartRadio that I was retiring. I wasn't quitting, I wasn't going to go work in my own business. Uh, I was retiring. And I, I made it really clear that was what I was like, doing, I, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and and I didn't become the couch uh-huh. because that's what that weren't where my video games were. Uh-huh. But I became my office chair. Okay, you know, and and I did like the the initial dream of just nothing, yeah, or whatever I wanted, and often that didn't include showering, mm. right? Um, and I think, and then you know, Brandon, the mad scientist, came to similar conclusions that I did. I think in a similar way is that, um. Just because you don't have to work doesn't mean that you shouldn't work, but you could work with money not being a primary motivator. Like you, I could be doing Habitat for Humanity, you know, and helping build houses for people, um, th- meaningful things with my life. Okay. So that – all right. I, I feel like I understand it. it it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's certainly fluffy, Right. It is because it's different for everybody. Right. Because, yeah, as a business owner, it, you could say like, yes, I could say I'm totally fire, bro. I'm very fire. Um, I may not – I know there's something that so, – so I guess what isn't fire? What is – like what are we – like what are some common misconceptions about the movement? Because I, I'm, I don't feel a part of it, so we're we're trying to dissect this from the outs. Because you don't feel a part of the movement, right? You're not in the. No, I, I feel like we've been doing this, like Matt. We've been having chats about money since whatever, <sighs> yeah. and then all of a sudden there's this fire movement, and we're like, "What is this?" And and I kind of feel like we've been doing this, right? But I guess we were using the wrong hashtag. <laughs> okay, that's. Yeah, we have to be hip to the lingo. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Callback. And so, thank you, Matt. Uh, I don't think it's it's 
for one, the end of work. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of like death by retirement. Yes. Stuff. Yo, yeah, I, I've, I, I use this as an excuse to say I will never retire because yeah. retirement yeah, I mean, is I love. death to me. Yeah, and there's there's a ton of studies. Um, there's a literal ton of studies, and uh, I think like the most compelling one, and this is when you could retire at 62 and collect Social Security. Which People is early. Who did retire, right? So it was a few years back. No, I'm um, saying 62 is early. Like 60, it is early. 67. Is I think when it's like get, 65, 60, 67 is yeah. when you get the full amount. Mm. Um, you uh. The, you, it increases your likelihood of death if you retire at 62 by 20%. That's insane. And and obviously there are people who are fine. And you could look at someone like Bill Gates who has taken, you know, from CEO of Microsoft to uh, make a life purpose to essentially build a company around trying to save the world. Yeah. Well, right? I'm no scientist and I'm no doctor. Mm. Me neither. But I believe that as soon as you – like give your brain a rest as soon as you're like brain you don't have to think anymore like you can just mm. live on the couch that's when you that's <laughs> you're 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 essentially like you're retiring you're giving up your mind and i never i that's sort of my thing is i never want to ever stop actively actively engaging my mind when i retire and that to me is not like gardening or crossword puzzles or whatever like it's mm. I need to be working. I need to be problem solving until I die. And hopefully right. that's like 159. And and it doesn't have to be for personal gain, you know, yeah. although it may be, you know, and, and Mr. Fire himself, who didn't come up with the word Mr. Money Mustache, if you file his blog, has always been building businesses, mm-hmm. renting properties. And if literally his last post is about like this um, Money Mustache headquarters that he's working yeah. on. and. The thing is, he has purposeful things to do. Business is a great thing that's like larger than yourself, yeah. but as, but it could be gardening. But he's far from the traditional definition of retiring in the in the sense of like collecting social security, right? He's far from right. that definition. Like the guy's got to be like thirty five or something. No, I think he's a little older, but still, like he's oh, okay. he's not much, but like mm. yeah, he's doing work. He's working constantly. I'm sure. Yeah, and because he wants to. You know, what, but what isn't it like what, so I guess like the, so it isn't retiring in the traditional sense of, you know, fuck up, fucking off. Basically it's, it's, you're still working Mm -hmm. in some capacity. Uh, I I think if like you look at kind of where fire was born and where, where it hovers and it is not only this, so you don't have to like email us and say that, you know, it's whatever, but, um, Right, it's all a spectrum, and I think it's kind of opening up much more to that. But is tend to be concentrated in frugality, yeah, and maybe even super extreme frugality. Well, that is certainly what the. I mean, I don't, I haven't watched any of these, but I'm sure if like once this once this becomes mainstream, and I think it's very, it's there, it's 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 moving towards like I've watched the CNN thing talk about it, I've seen the PBS documentary, I've seen like mm-hmm. th- these many things, many stories. It's certainly becoming mainstream, but it's a lot of it is focused on the frugality because that's the interesting part of it, right? That's the mm. that's the story that's going to get the clicks and the eyeballs. It's like this person uses two ply toilet paper but splits it in half, so he has two <laughs> rolls, and he's, you know, like. And, can you use one bar of soap over the whole year? You can make your own. This man does. Right, you can make your own laundry <laughs> detergent. It's 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 it it's certainly going to focus on that, but that is not necessarily. Mm. 
the focus of fire. In fact, I because you're right, I don't do any of that shit. And in fact, I kind of like I, I don't I mean, I, I, I can see why people are into frugality because it is a creative way to say it's creative in its in its mm-hmm. root. Right. Where it's like or what can I do myself and like not spend money? I think that's really cool. I don't want to do it <laughs> personally. Yeah, we, we were talking before we started recording. Yeah. You know, we were talking about like where we live mm-hmm. and in through chance or maybe we have similar tastes. You live in an equally expensive area. Yeah. You know, other side of the country. Through taste. Yep. Th- through taste or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were kind of joking like, you know, you said like no one goes to work where you live. And I remember when I like quote unquote retired, I thought I was special and I realized I just became part of the group. Right. No one in Hoboken seems to go to work. Right. Well, I know I know that cuz like on a Tuesday I'll go down, we'll walk the streets Tuesday morning to go to breakfast and there'll be like a line out the door on like a Tuesday in October. I'm like mm. and I always say, "Do these fucking people work?" And it's and <laughs> here I am. You're literally people writing and like people oh, yeah. are doing things but on their own schedules, on their own time. Yeah. And but I do mm. th- well, hold on. I do. I don't want to conflate two things because I just read, you know, this is U.S. news report that came out actually yesterday, I believe, about how or maybe it was New York Times, whatever it was, about how millennials are choosing to freelance Mm. versus a traditional job. And then the millennials were like, uh, we're not choosing shit. It's just that companies are not paying the health benefits. They're not paying full time jobs like it. We're kind of forced to freelance in order Mm. to make a living. Um, but I think a lot of people we see in the coffee shops are uh, perhaps um, freelancers, people who can work from anywhere, choose to work in a coffee shop, and they may be doing it because they want to be a freelancer, and that's cool. Uh, or they're forced to be a freelancer because they can't find a job that will pay them steady income and all those things and health benefits and what I, have you. I think so you're, you're I don't absolutely right. But perhaps the ultimate irony of it is that if you were in that coffee shop on your laptop yeah. – you know, in your old mm-hmm. Navy, whatever, or I was in there in mine, my old Navy you know, my three-year-old old Navy basic V-neck, you know, on mm-hmm. my laptop. Like, you would not be able to tell who was who, no. who was the freelancer, who no. was, and, and I think, like, the, the beauty in that is um, you're still trying to do something. You know, Mr. Money Mustache, mm-hmm. a guy who monthly on his website earns likely in a month twice what he spends in a year, you know. Sure. Maybe oh I'm sure more yeah okay I know what you're saying yeah, yeah. like still Agreed. finds purpose and so it it is not one thing it it has many right. definitions and 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 you may be doing it right now not even knowing it you may be a part of the fire movement and you don't even know it like I maybe I right. am and I think uh do all right so I guess my my question I have, I have a couple questions about this. Before we, because I want to talk about uh, different ways to get. Yeah, there. so we'll, we'll give like right. actual actionable. Okay, so okay before, but before we do, I I, I remember talking to somebody who was uh, a fire proponent, mm-hmm. and and who has been for forever, and not like the the you know somebody like before fire became a, a, a an acronym, who is like I'm curious what's going to happen. Because fire is really big right mm-hmm. now, and we and it happens to correlate with us being in the most bullish market of yeah. all time. What happens 
if we go through another 2008. And and was fire well, – I don't want to get hmm. too far ahead of myself, but like was fire and this movement born from so, 2008? So I, I was like, oh my god. Like I, I think you're on to something. I think that it was and, okay. and it is no yeah. irony that – the 80 plus percent of the the big personal finance brands website out there started in like yeah. 2008, 2009, like 2010. And it's really born out of like we can't trust these motherfuckers to pay us when we retire. So we got to take this into our own right. hands. And yeah. um, t- to your point is like, you know, it's it's great to forecast, you know, say the market on average is 7%. Some people are saying it does like 12%. If you look in the past few years, you know, it's been sure. doing really great. And when you run any sort of numbers in a really great situation, they're really great. And uh, yeah. the kind of like going joke is that a lot of these early fire, super frugal, you know, left their job at, at the peak of the market. They they maybe didn't calculate properly and they may be looking for jobs soon. The the market has lost something like twenty percent of its value in a month and a half. Yeah, but it's gained we had the highest spike yesterday, the mm. Dow Jones. You know that? It like went up a thousand points and act because news came out that we spent eight hundred and fifty million dollars on Christmas shit. Mm-hmm. And so then all the people were like, oh, okay, wait, maybe we're not such a, you know, and they, and they spiked. Who knows where that goes? But that's just, that's very, you know, I'm, I'm talking almost two, I'm talking two days after Christmas. So, right. So, for sure. Who knows where you that know, goes? You right. know, if you look at Google, Apple, um, what, what's the other one? Obviously, Facebook's just crushed Amazon. Amazon. So, Google, Apple, Amazon, like their stock prices are back to like what they were in early 2017. And we're at yeah. the end of 2018. Like they've lost enormous amounts of gains, mm-hmm. and it's not like it's a forever thing. But if, if you have hastily left through frugality and whatever, yeah. But but we're gonna talk about how to um, okay. make this a bit more of a robust setup. All right, because the last thing mm-hmm. I want to do is shit on the fire yes. movement because <laughs> I personally. I guess I'm a part of it without without mm. knowing it, and that wasn't my goal. And I don't. I I I personally don't want to be a part of any groups. I I, I kind of like actively. No, I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a subredditor <laughs> for sure. Uh, and that's just mm. my personality. You're a top uh, level Reddit. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I own Reddit. Is what I'm. Right. I want to be that guy who like. Oh, I facilitate. <laughs> but, but, um, I think it's. I think it's cool. I think it's I think it's noble. It's a noble mm. pursuit for sure. And there's multiple ways to go about it. And apparently I went about it a certain way and we'll talk about that, but let's take a break first and then let's get into all the different ways you can become fire. <laughs> On fire. God, sounds <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, Andrew. Yo. You fire, bro? I'm on fire. Oh man. All right. How did you get there? Uh, How did you get to fire? So, um, Laura and I, we we had high earnings. We yes. we certainly spent while you had a day job. While I had a day job, um, yeah. we certainly spent money. We are not frugal by any means, but uh-huh. um, we don't buy a lot of things, and um, we were building meaningful retirement 
and then Listen Money Matters happens and really amped uh, our income and and it kind of like rocketed us forward a few years. Hold Mm. up. Before Listen Money Matters was even uh, a twinkle in your eye. Right. You were, you had a high paying job Mm. right out of college. I was, which is rare. Yes. You were lucky. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was also before 2008. Correct. Okay. It was still high paying after 2008. Okay. Because you were in the financial sector and, well, you were working on Wall Street. As a tech bro. As a tech bro. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, you took a lot of that. So, you weren't spending a lot. You took a lot of that money and you stashed. Was obsessed with. You were always a stasher. Yeah. Right? From, like, birth. You were kind of, like, you were indoctrinated into the stashing mindset. Yeah, like when when I was making five thousand a month, I was you know putting twelve hundred towards rent, you know, and I was yep. five hundred to feed myself, and you know the rest was just going into investments because I was really excited about that. Okay, so yeah, you were, and and even before that too, when you had when you lived with your parents, I'm sure you were saving. Oh, for sure, I I got my first job. I was out of college. And I lived yep. with my parents for a few months because my parents nor I trusted that I would be able to get my ass up for work, you okay. know, and, and then I saved. Yeah. All right. So you saved. And that's really how you got mm-hmm. there. And then, and then, and then some money matters happened, which was extra income because you were working a day job and you had the side business mm-hmm. and that allowed you to, not that you slowed down, not that you cut your expenses at all. In fact, they went up, mm-hmm. they went up accordingly. But you were still saving roughly the same amount that you were when you were not, you know. Before Listen Money Matters was a thing, we were we were just about at the point where our investments were grow like the amount of growth we would have in a month on average was getting to be more than what we could even save in a month. Okay. And so it obviously compounds and continues forward and, and so, you know, we have we did a multi multifaceted approach, right? Like we saved we also built yep. a business, built build multiple yep. businesses, um, but it's not the only rental way. properties. We yeah, I, I I guess as part of this personal finance thing, we kind of explored all avenues. So okay, I think there in my in my assessment of this entire movement, there are really only two ways to go about mm. it, or maybe three. And I would say that you went about it uh, where. You were saving, but you weren't being frugal. You instead focused that energy towards making more money so that you could save more. Right. Not that you percentage-wise saved more, but that you were literally throwing more money away. Mm. Or uh, not throwing it away, but throwing it into a bank account. Correct. Right? So the other way, like the opposite of that approach. It was literally driven by the obsession to save more. Was your, you know. Right, but not more percentage-wise. Right. Right. What do you mean? Or, or I guess, well, I well, guess I wanted to you, save my income and then I wanted to save more, but Laura and I like to, you know, go out to eat. And so it was either go yeah. out to eat less or make more money. And so it was always yeah. make more, make more. Right. So your, your energy went towards mm-hmm. that. You could take the opposite approach and basically say, I live on a fixed salary. I'm not going to focus my life into making more money. 
I'm going to focus my energy into saving more, thus spending less. Right. Right? Okay. And I think – and again, I, I am speculating here, but I think a lot of the people within the fire movement – because I believe like in the Reddit – subreddit for – I think there's like 350,000 people mm. there. There's a fuck ton wow. of people. And I don't want to – I guess I just said a number, but – and I don't even know if that's true. But uh, let me let me look that up. But like I think um, – Look, the most uh, approachable way of achieving quote-unquote fire is through spending less. Yeah. Actually, it's 480,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's a lot – there's a lot of fucking people yeah. who are into this movement. I imagine that a majority of these folks are – more in line with the say are being super frugal and saving a lot of their money on a fixed income because most people that's something everyone can do and even if you even if you like even in your situation where you decided like i'm going to focus more i'm going to focus my energy on making more money but you could also say i'm going to do that and i'm going to be super frugal so you could be literally saving like fuck 75 percent of your income right and just be like and just have all the money and killing it yeah so i yeah, but I think uh, it's more um, – I guess I, – I don't know if this is true or not, but it sounds like the frugality side of it is a little bit more accessible to people mm. than the start a side business, you know, spend all your hours doing this, you know. And look. Building multiple businesses and rental properties and all the, these The things. overall approach of this frugality, you know, is, is not all that different than the approach our parents and grandparents took where it's like you earn your money. You know, in X amount of time, you know, 60 years or in fire, maybe it's, I don't know, 35 years, you earn as much as you can and then you yeah. spend in accordance of what you have and the the hope is that it'll last you, you know, forever and, and hopefully that yeah. you build that pile up high enough. And we didn't talk about the 4% rule. We did not. And I, do we, do we need to? Because I think, is that, is that like a core? Yeah, so, so that is a core tenant of like, so whether it's our parents working their whole life and retiring or, you know, you're being frugal, uh, the amount you need, and this is whether you're a frugal person or not, the amount you need to not have to earn another dollar again is a factor of your spending. Mm-hmm. And so the 4% rule is essentially, um, it helps you determine how much you need to save. So as an example, because I just watched this. Uh, there's a PBS little thing you can watch it on YouTube where they interviewed Pete, Mr. Money Mustache, mm-hmm. and they asked him how much does his family of three spend a year, and he said between twenty-five and twenty-seven thousand dollars a year, right? So then let's just take it as easy math: the calculation of twenty-five thousand. If you're spending twenty-five, if you only need as a family of three twenty-five thousand dollars a year, which may to some people sound insane but that's living a super frugal creatively frugal lifestyle Mm -hmm. right um that's also you know somebody who doesn't have i don't i don't believe that's a mortgage is is roped into that because he built his own house right right and he was mortgageless like he paid off his mortgage before he retired right so that was part of getting to that to that level Mm -hmm. right is paying off your mortgage saving a bunch of money like really living super frugal for those for those years with a high earning job right um, so then now, you know, what does somebody like that need so, in the bank? Based on the 4% rule, that means yeah. he needs to have saved $625,000 to retire. And the way that's figured out is the 4% rule is that 
you take some amount of money that you have and mm-hmm. the the rule of thumb and 4% is a bit more aggressive maybe now it's more like the 3% rule but uh sure. that you could withdraw 4% of whatever you've saved out of your account for the out of your investing out account. of your investing account for the rest of your life and based on gains it will essentially replenish yourself and you will never run out of money okay but what that does is it but, also fixes the amount that you could spend and totally. things like a forever right and things like a crash could dramatically change your course okay so i mean that's what a lot of these people are banking on is like getting getting to that certain number where they can spend this amount that's that's the that's the goal of the fire movement right is to get to that where the where the three or four percent they can be taken out of their investments and and be safe yes okay the problem is is that if they if they actually end up reaching that goal say in the bear market Mm -hmm then they might be having an issue. You know, it could, it'll obviously come back, but it, it, but like the timing is, it would be rough. Right. And and look, everyone is trying to calculate it properly. And obviously if you are very pessimistic, you know, you could be fine. And it's not to say that this is an impossible way to do this, but let's, let's give an example that you are, you know, 32 and then a bro, tech bro engineer earning tons of money and you're at your prime yeah. and you're in like some super hot startup and you calculate that you can retire and then 10, 15 years go by and it turns out your calculations are wrong or you had a health issue or a meteor hit your home or something. Sure. Something. Right. Now you're out of the market and you haven't been working. You're not going to be able to earn like you were. Um, and, and that's a problem. And so, you know. It's not to say that you can't, but it is certainly more risky, risky than attempting to acquire some sort of income streams as part of building your retirement stash. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Because my because here's my 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 only rub with this movement is that it tends to it, for my understanding of of it, my understanding of it it seems to be small families, mm-hmm. right? Tiny families. Occasionally um, without kids. Yeah. Dinks, mm-hmm. right? Um, people who have double income, no kids. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, people who make a lot of money and can stash a lot of that money and also live frugally. It makes it, th- those people have it very easy because it's like, oh, if, if both, if you're a dink, right, and you're making 100,000, your partner's making 100,000. Uh, yeah, you could save half your income and live off a hundred thousand a year. Christ, you could save seventy-five to maybe eighty percent of that income and live off of twenty thousand a year if you had no mortgage, you were just renting or whatever. Yeah. Certainly easy to do. Just it seems just very feasible for those people. And I think the biggest, um, and I know I know the fire movement community gets a lot of this uh, pushback, which is, what about the guy, the, even a single person, a single person. Or maybe a single parent that makes forty grand a year. Mm-hmm. How do they do it? Like it, they can't do the traditional just focus on frugality. They literally have to do. They have to do another income stream, right? There's just no. Is there any? Because I don't the, know. The like, thing and I guess is, like they won't... they always argue it. They always say like, oh, you can do it. You're just you know, um, you can do it. It's always possible, no matter how right. much you make. But is that really true? The, the thing is, it goes both ways. Is so like, will they be able to live in Boulder, or you know, or even just like go out to eat? Maybe not. 
you know? And, and right. the thing is, is, you know, it is this whole frugality is not like a short term thing to then retire because your retirement is predicated on what you're spending. And so it is a lifelong commitment to a certain amount. You know, right. and so and it is a lifestyle. Choice. And it is. It's not like a. And because yeah. I was going to say, like, there are people who do it's not it. Short term like, frugality. It's it's long term frugality. It's forget frugality. Forever. Yeah, it it is changing your your approach towards life and spending and you know this yeah. like hashtag van life thing. It yeah. is predicated off of this. And tiny homes were driven by this this downsizing approach. And so yeah, you can do that and be happy for sure. But like, don't do it to achieve a goal and then be unhappy as a result. Like if you're doing a tiny house life or you're going to live in a van, that should be something that fires you to be ironic. So it really (laughs) fires you up. Yeah. Yeah. Coincidence. (laughs) Ah, fire. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, those two, those two movements really chat my ass personally, but like, I know they're born out of necessity in a way because I mean, people, I mean, we're all, you know, children of the crash, Mm. you know, children of the 2008 recession. Right. Uh, and I, you know, and I think a lot of people turn to tiny homes because yes, it's an alternative lifestyle and it's cool and it's trendy, but also out of necessity because, you know, companies are just not paying people a livable wage in this country right now. Right. And, and Look, I, I think yeah, especially where people want the, to live. The purpose of fire is essentially to is is for happiness' sake, right? Like you hit the yeah. fi piece, so you do less things that make you yeah. unhappy, and then mm-hmm. you know you do the the re piece, uh, yeah, yep. fire re, yeah, the fire yep, piece, so that like you have more time to yourself, which makes you yeah. happier or family, right? But right. Yeah. if like living in a van chaps your ass. Like you've kind of, <laughs> as a person, if you're doing it out of like, fuck, I'm living in a van. This sucks. Then yeah, you're, you're doing it wrong. Wrong reasons, wrong motivation. You may even are set yeah. back from where you were before. And so you have to yeah. really like introspect on that. Yeah. So, but that's, that's frugality. I think there's hybrid mm-hmm. approaches and certainly just other approaches in general. And the approach that you subscribe to personally mm-hmm is the multi is like is regardless if you were making let's say you weren't let's say you and Lara weren't uh ha- didn't have high income and maybe didn't live in hobo but maybe you lived in Metuchen mm. right and so I believe that's where uh, parents live a place you're I say a place you're familiar yeah. with right and I'm not familiar with its with its uh, economic you know the socioeconomic status of Metuchen mm. but cheaper than hobo I would imagine for sure okay fine then then satisfied so so it's cheaper than Hoboken you didn't get a high paying job. You were a millennial uh, who, you know, got out of got out of college and, you know, which wasn't paid for, mm-hmm. you know, so you have that college debt and you're making, let's say, 60 grand a year starting salary, which I know is high. Yeah. Um, but let's just say that's like, what would you do? Like, what, how, what would you do? You would always take the approach of building another income stream, right? So I... Okay, so after this whole Lehman Brothers thing and the 
understanding of the insecurity of, of work or or feeling Correct. income insecurity like yes i'm obsessed with having a meal because you know now that we have you know multiple websites it's well like what if they both fail what if you know this happens and it and so it's how to uh not destroy your lifestyle so you know we have gotten rental properties and there are people who've done it solely on rental properties you know, and it's like this. Well, you have to have money to get those. Like, I couldn't buy a rental property right now. Right. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, you could. Well, I could. I so could. Sorry. Our most expensive one, have- we had to put sixteen thousand in to buy what was essentially like a hundred some odd thousand dollar house. And okay. you know, it, these things are built one house at a time. Sure. You know, if you got one house a year, that's great progress. Hmm. Um. You know, we built a, a business, and and I think. Uh, like you don't have to build a business, but if you retire and you need to do something with your time, you may inadvertently do that. Right. Like at the end of the day, you're going to put your time towards something and and you may put a lot towards volunteering, but your time is also valuable. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing. I I think ultimately the fire movement is a movement Mm. and it is a trendy, cool phrase, topic, whatever you want to call it. Um, how do you feel about it in general? Like, how do you feel about the entire thing? I I guess uh, what really gets me frothing is... Mm. Um, chaps your ass. What really <laughs> chaps my ass <laughs> is, is I, I worry about uh, people's understanding of retirement, you know? Um, and I, and I think if you are like, if you hate your job, you know, get to Phi so that you could do something that you love more, but, um, you, you have to do something. And I think it changes your calculations. If you understand that you will always do something, then, then Mm. maybe you can get there faster, you know? And then if you plan for it, do you think it's, uh, a happiness thing and not necessarily a money thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say so. Um, by mm. the time you reach fire, it, it, the money thing shouldn't be such a big deal. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I guess like once you've reached it, then what? You that, know? That's like that existential crisis thing. Cause it's like you had a motivator. I mean, I know this, this plight, mm. which is like, you have this motivator to get you to a certain level, like paying off credit card debt, right? It's like, I have this motivator and I'm driven and I can get it done and I get it done and I'm like, now what do I do, right? I mean, that's a bad example, but I think, you know, once you've hit fire, essentially, like what, what, no matter how you get there. You know, perhaps uh, the the thought that, you know, I want to leave people with is to, to taper the expectations or maybe slow it down a bit. Uh, I personally compromised everything in pursuit of getting to the finish line as fast as possible. And then it was yeah. like, and, and I, I was explaining the story to someone who's in this personal finance community and, I, and you know, how I just let everything go in, in a, a single minded pursuit to achieve essentially fire. And he's like, wow, that's really sad. And I was like, yeah. What do you think you missed out on? Um, I uh, put, you know, I, I didn't do a lot of family things. I, I didn't spend enough time 
with Laura. Um, mm. You know, I I kind of like let friendships languish. Uh, I got fat. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the most non. Hold on, I'm gonna sip my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I drink this beer, <laughs> and the thing is, like, you know, why do fire if you're gonna compromise your health and then die? And thankfully, I'm in good health. But I think that if you could put all these things in motion, mm-hmm. it'll be a smooth transition and a happy one, you know? Yeah. So I do think that the fire movement in general is more along the lines of like do it responsibly. Um, it's about the, the happiness within the progress or within the pursuit of that mm. for sure. I'm sure that certain people take a more aggressive approach to it, which is, you know, sacrifice their, you know, the, the this next 10 years of their life to get to it. Um, and I don't think that the movement sort of is is advocating that. I, I, I think they are they want you to enjoy the process of getting there. Right. And, and don't be uh, distracted by maybe a majority in the frugal area. Yeah. Um, you could do it your own way. And I also think, too, is the fire movement has an end goal in mm-hmm. mind. But I don't think that that is the way to approach it. I think the way to approach it is embrace the lifestyle. It's like it's like getting healthy or losing weight. It's like you can't just go, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in 2019. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. You need to embrace the entire lifestyle. You need to love – you need to learn to love working out if it's about losing weight. And the same, you need to learn to love being frugal and creative about it. You need to learn to – you know love saving money and and also making money Mm. and you need to figure out a way to not sacrifice your life and your health in order in in for that pursuit because you're right at the end of the day when you actually do reach that milestone you might have regrets and then that won't be good i think personally um because i wasn't actively trying to to reach fire Uh, I think I, I don't have regrets on how I got to where I was. I think I did it. I think I, um, I enjoyed the entire process along the way. And it's because I didn't really know. I didn't really know I was, I had, I didn't really have a goal. My only goal is actually a negative one. And I tell this a lot to people is like, I've only, I only have one mission in life right now. And that's to never work for anyone again. (laughs) And, and that's a negative goal. It's an anti goal. Mm. Right. And like what will happen when I do have to work for somebody again? I don't know. I I worry about that day. Obviously, I have dreams about that. You have a lot of podcast episodes to edit. (laughs) Yeah, right. I I don't want to ever reach that goal. And it's a it's a goal to stay away from. Mm. And I think, uh, you know, for fire, I think that's really the important piece of it is to like if you want to be a part of the movement, there is four hundred and eighty thousand people who will help you, who will keep you accountable, mm-hmm. right? I think you and I certainly are a uh, advocates for fire. For sure. You know? Um, we are advocates of being intelligent with your money and not hating your life in the process. And so I think they, I think we, sh- we, uh, we have the, sh- the same alignment in um, lifestyle approaches. And there are multiple ways to go about fire, and I think we chose our way, which was to run our own businesses and not work for anybody and 
and save our money, but still, but not live a frugal lifestyle. Not, I'm not a frugal person by any means, mm. but I am also not a frivolous spender of nonsense. I, I, I don't even sit in the middle. I probably sit more, you know, towards the, uh, the greater end of the spectrum of like a little more frivolous than maybe most people, but I am certainly not extravagant in my purchases. And it's not a solution to all problems. Like, no, I still have plenty of problems. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and I want to say, um, what, what is it? Jay-Z is a 99 problems and money isn't one of them. Money right? isn't one but of them. Yeah, I think that's what he said too, right? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think you're paraphrasing a bit, but yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I yeah. So I, I think um, yeah, I think that's a good place to sort of end. Yeah. It. What do you think? Is there anything else that you want to say before we go? Um, no. Actually, okay. No. <laughs> but no. Check out Fire. Go to the subreddit. Mr. Money Mustache is an absolute great resource. Mm. Mad scientists, great. These are two of our favorite people. We've, we've interviewed on them. The planet. We'll, we'll link to it in the yep. show notes. Uh, you know, it, it, you don't have to only take inspiration from one source. Yep. You know, we don't know all things. But I also think those two are the OGs of this movement. Mm. And if you're going to follow anybody, those are certainly the ones to follow. Agreed. Because they, I think our values align with theirs. They are, they are, they were born before the the 2008, um, you know, crisis, uh, financial crisis of America. So that's what I recommend. Those are my two resources for sure. Agreed. Cool. All right. If you missed anything, we'll have everything in the show notes. Don't you worry. You can either check your preferred podcast app or you can visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. Please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts and tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes and hopefully they'll become a subscriber. The more subscribers we have, the more subscribers we have. There you go. The more people listening, the more the bigger the community. and The hotter uh, our fire. The hotter our fire will be. There you go. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on future episodes of this show, please email us. ListenMoneyMatters at gmail.com. All the tools and resources that we've mentioned and normally mention on this show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. That's it, Andrew. Nailed it. We out. Later, Later man. Dude. Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs> Thank you.